I'm at the supermarket and I'm eyeing this scrumptious looking tomato. And so does the gray-haired grandma next to me. And I say, they're feel-up-worthy. Sophia Loren lives. But my wife thinks I've got a sexualization problem. But I'm a G-rated version of Andrew Dice Clay. And the gray-haired grandma continues to laugh. Long time joyous jizz jangle in the house. Comedy record, 1-4-0. Funny Jewbone lives. Holla! Thank you very much. Has Brittany Grenier scored an endorsement deal for Visine yet? Because those bifocals aren't hiding shit. But seriously, why should I kiss Brittany Grenier's ass again, Ernie? She's got zero court vision for starters. In court, Brittany says, it's only hashish oil, your honor. Moderate Muslims today wouldn't cause a pussy riot over it. <laughs> Russian judge says, at least tell me the vape pen found in your carry-on bag was eyeliner because you identify with Ben Franklin's tomboy trans sister. According to my records, you're not even a top 25 player after you bleach bit all those white bitches from the University of Connecticut. So you're going to jail. But chances are you'll score an endorsement deal from Visine, trans topping nation. Bullish on Visine, Brittany, your country writes blank checks to fund Azov Nazis in the Ukraine. You think we give a shit about charges of insider trading? Hillary sold us half of your uranium and destroyed all the evidence linking her to the sales on your subpoena. We don't call her Hillary Hammer Time Cankles for nothing. Bullish on Visine, Brittany. Ha! Funny Jew Bone lives. Ha! And I'm going to give another ha for the upcoming birthday. My glorious, pitch perfect son, Arthur Morrison Cornbluth, a.k.a. Archo USA, a.k.a. Breathtaker, ha a.k.a. Number one Capricorn, born on New Year's Day. We're about to crank up this party to DEFCOM 6000 and turn this motherfucker out. ha Funny Jubal lives. Thank you! Very much! A sign! When my son, Arthur Morrison Cornblow, became a man! No longer a boy! Metro North! We're about to pass through Chappaqua, otherwise known as Huma Liquor Breath Country, it's where AKA Hillary Hammer Time Cankles resides with Baba. We're about to pass Chappaqua, and right when we get to our stop, I have my son yell at the top of his lungs Uranium One! Uranium One! Uranium One! Ha! At that point, I said, You're officially a man, you don't have to get bar mitzvah anymore. Fuck your Aptora portion. Ha! Some woke rabbi 
is most likely triple vax anyway. So at this point, what difference does it make? Ha! Funny Jubo lives. The Very much. Sketchy screener test. Text a picture of a Hanukkah mug. Your genius son created using oil pastels that could be sold in the moment gift shop. Not the pastels, but the design on the mug itself. <laughs> Just to clarify, mom. And you either A, don't acknowledge the creative breathtaker genius at work. B, pretend you didn't know the mini masterpiece came from your creatively jacked seed. Or C, act as if you never received the text afterwards because you're not getting text from Android devices, allegedly. Or D, fail to suck up the totality of its awesomeness after you acknowledge how the second follow-up text went through this time that had the breathtaker design imagery on it. Or E, only must a blandish all your kids are special reply after hounding. That younger brother for a reply of any kind. <laughs> it means you successfully pass the godless contest with flying collars. Ha! Funny Jubo lives. Thank you! Very much! Squeamish! Sell! Carcinoma, talk, ha! <laughs> so, Dad, why have you mentioned the fact that I have skin cancer, despite it being a mild form or innocuous, knowing I can't die from it? Dad says, but I had squeamish cell carcinoma twice, and you didn't give a shit, so what difference does that make? Ha! A-plus narcissist lives. Thank you! Very much! More squeamish cell carcinoma talks. A reason to tell your kids why you have a bandage around your finger. So Daddy might have a non-deadly form of cancer on his finger called squeamish cell carcinoma. So the dermatologist had to scrape off a piece of skin tissue for a biopsy to determine whether it's fake new skin cancer or not. So that's why I'm drinking wine tonight. <laughs> and I proceeded to do so for the past two weeks after. <laughs> but we stop after tonight. Ha! That being, <laughs> I mean, my son was born on New Year's Day and I'm working again, which is a pleasant change of pace after the past decade and counting. Killing you from the depths of my soul as a stay-at-home female comedian. 140 common records later. It's my pleasure to do so, but it's time to uh, finance my eventual return to the stage, which is where the real boys get separated from the uh, Big John studs. And um, I can't wait to be a Big John stud to give a uh, sustained stiffage to the entire universe and beyond. Ha! Funny Jubon lives. Thank you! Very much! So, the doctor tells me that the squeamish cell carcinoma can be caused by trauma. And I said, what? 
Flipping my dad the wrong finger? After all these years? Ha! Best joke of the lot. Funny. Jubon lives. Thank you! Very much! The worst part of my squeamish cell carcinoma talk was with my mother. And this is after my father refused to acknowledge it. He's like, stop being such a fucking pussy. I got it twice, and obviously I'm not any more humble, I'm not any more giving, I'm not any more generous of heart, and I still don't want your dreams to come true, and I just want to work as a headhunter, and uh, like talk of you working in the insurance niche, even though you don't, even though I don't realize that the only reason why you're doing that is because you know that the bioweapon clot shot is going to continue to permanently cripple and murder our entire country, so you might as well make a pretty penny off of death like everyone else. Ah! Not my attitude exactly, but you get the gist. Thank you! Very much! <laughs> Tonight's not about laughter. It's about comedy. The day the laughter died, dice lives. Ha! Hey, Peony, you want to get back to me on a fucking comedy record sometime this century? Thank you! Very much! Again, worst part of my squeamish cell carcinoma talk was with my mother. Mom says, what type of skin cancer does the doctor think you have? I say, carcinoma. Mom says, that's just regular skin cancer. Can you be more specific? <laughs> I, uh... Like, you do an immediate WebMD search in my honor, Mom. <laughs> Can I be more specific? Sure. If it's squeamish cell carcinoma, whatever the fuck you call it, I could have lost a finger if it wasn't detected earlier. Although, I'm sure you'd view that as a blessing in disguise, thinking, at least now, my sloppy second son is less likely to write more hate speech about being the sloppy second son from afar. Ha! Ah! Funny Jubon lives. Thank you! Very much! Mom replies, Well, I had melanoma carved out of my nose, and it wasn't that bad. So stop saying so down or weepy about it. Funny of Fagala, not in your fucking wildest dreams. Ha! A judge just sentenced your brother to rehab for a year. After dozing at the wheel on heroin pills, as you like to call them, only to be revived by an Narcan moments later, just when he was uplifting our spirits from working as a forklift operator in New Jersey. His license is suspended now. Now I have to settle for FaceTime on Chatterbait with my preferred son instead. <laughs> One year later, he'll fall from the damaged soul from rehab and she'll fuck over your brother by getting him to relapse again because his demons can't be denied. Now that hurts. <laughs> Squeamish cell, carcinoma talk. Getting seriously squeamish, off puttish. But I don't care. Green Day lives. Ha! When September arrives, thank you. Very much. Maui, wowie. Mania. Koal lives. Holla! He was my roommate in college. He was half Chinese, half Polish. So his friend back in Punahou, the private school that Barack Obama went to, 
They called him Kowalski. And he said that he was related to Bette Midler, which makes complete sense because he was definitely very nasally, yenta breath-ish whenever he'd bitch about blowing all of his money on subpar commercial Midwest weed freshman year. <laughs> Saying, yo, bro, I am not going to spend, I'm not going to waste my money on this garbage, bro. Gonna have a, my, my, my bro sent me stuff in peanut butter chars, and he came through on that one. <laughs> but I learned that, so he went to the same school as Barack Obama, so if you ever want to cause a riot, similar to, like, when I was going to Arizona, this black guy's next to me, I'm like, okay, he's nice, dressed nice, he's going to Hawaii, going to Maui, going to his family. I'm like, okay, this guy's got an open mind, right? Yeah, his mind isn't mush. So I say, yeah, so everyone want to cause a riot, you know, I say, if Barack Obama's such a ball, if he's so good at basketball, Dave Chappelle, then why do you ride the bench at all Asian private school in Hawaii? <laughs> and he hated me every second of the flight after that, because beforehand I was doing very well with him. <laughs> and all it took was one joke to completely ruin and tarnish his perception. Barack Obama made me a public enemy number one. But I don't care! Ha! I didn't ruin the fucking country. Thank you very much. But did you know that Paul McCartney's most romantic song is about weed? <laughs> Got to get you into my life. Dun, 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 dun. That one. Got to get you into my life was about running out of weed again. Fuck Linda's avocado toast. Being curd wasn't getting. Yellow submarine fish. Ringo lives. Ha! The first side of the Beatles rocket revolver is a total bummer. Because Paul's out of weed again, man. Ha! Why else would they open their sixth album with a song about a tax man when they already had more money than God? Paul was just pissed at his accountant because he refused to write off his extra wide rolling papers as an office expense. Staples lives. Ha! That one's a first for fans. New and old. Long time, all the time. Ha! Think that made sense? He had the same account as George Harrison. That's why Paul told John to let George sing his song. Tax man. Yeah! To open revolver with. Channeling the ebullient joy derived from falling in love with Linda's tofu scramble was the furthest thing from Paul McCartney's bummer mind at the start of Revolver, man. Second song in Revolver. Eleanor Rigby makes pet sounds feel like a feel-good movie of the week on the Hallmark Channel. Or Poison's greatest hits, like nothing but a good time on Prozac. Ha! Funny Jubo and Libs. I don't think the song Eleanor Rigby is a song about all the lonely people and where they all come from. Paul isn't talking about lonely cat ladies in the Upper West Side. He's talking about all the friendless potheads who consider pot and rock and roll their friends. Till the end. The very end. Jim Morrison rises again. Mojo rising. Ha! Archer USA lives. Ha! Arthur Morrison Cornbluth. Ha! Best social... Security card reveal of all time! Ha! Millionaire by 10, this one's for you. Funny Jubal lives. Ha! Just getting these yacht pipes warmed up. Thank you!
Very much. Finally, on side two, Paul McCartney is popping boners again in the song Good Day Sunshine because his dealer just delivered him five ounces of Maui Wowie to his flat in Notting Hill, mate. And he could tune out Linda's wailing on how they don't dry humping up trees anymore since they stopped touring and shacked up in Abbey Road Studios from 1962 to 1970. But at the start of Revolver and Side 2, the entire band were in high spirits again with Linda not around to hock in for mock meat pies. And it was goodbye, Linda. Good day, sunshine. Especially after John forced Yoko to hand over her last brick hash from Nepal for a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Maui Wowie, mania shines on. Ha! Funny Jubal lives. Thank you! Very much! Selectively suspicious. Ha! Halfway into Tarantino's book, Cinema Speculation, which I was enjoying thoroughly up until this point. <laughs> Tarantino pauses to point out what a foaming racist De Niro's character is in Taxi Driver before De Niro in real life started popping up in the mouth in the view looking like Betsy Ross falling apart at the seams. If Travis Bickle was such a low nut racist, then why stop halfway with the Mohawk Quinnen? Doesn't Travis invite a black chick out for a date? Who works in a porn theater in Times Square. <laughs> so if your great-great-grandmother was good enough for Thomas Jefferson, I wouldn't mind pursuing happiness through titty-blasting bliss with you, sis. In the book, Tarantino even goes out of his way to tell us how Harvey Keitel couldn't find a white pimp throughout New York City <laughs> to study under. <laughs> Could he get a good recommendation from Stella Adler? Yet Travis Bickle doesn't hesitate to... Blow away this wannabe wigger. It's not as if Travis Bickle gets cold feet at the last second. Thinks, will this kill be applied to my quota when I apply for the Grand Dragons new opening in Hell's Kitchen next month? It's being advertised in the back pages of the Village Voice under the classified section ad for ethnic cleanser cleaners needed. That reads, colorblind vigilantes and chef wannabes aren't allowed. <laughs> Funny Jubon lives. Ha! But just to take a stroll down memory lane, Nas Liz, ha! I'm selling ads for the Village Voice. Selling is a generous word, generous verb to use in my honor. But I sold some sponsorship deals with Atomic Wings and for the Obie Awards and this fancy sushi, new age American place in Tribeca. <laughs> I'm convinced a woman that was like selling wasn't understanding anything I said. Maybe she got a Village Voice. <laughs> Doesn't have to get a sponsorship. And a lot of times, when I was at this wine shop in East Village, and I'm trying to sell them on advertising with the Village Voice, and the guy says, so yeah, so do you guys still advertise in the back? Like, do the sex workers still advertise in the back? In particular, like, the trans girls, do they still advertise in the back of the Village Voice? I said, yeah, it's actually uh, our, our biggest cash cow. <laughs> that woman cleans up every week when you go over the, the sales numbers. <laughs> um, but now, actually, but the only difference is that uh, they for the sex work ads for the trans girls that now they're stamp size, uh, so you're only getting the, the full spreads um, in their honor. And the gay 
business owner of the wine shop in East Village says, but the bottom half is my favorite part. Funny, Jubon lives. Ha! Trans-topping nation. Thank you! Very much! Hey, don't you think? I mean, back to Travis Bickle. I mean, Travis Bickle even admits to taking black riders in his taxi, while most of his fellow taxi drivers don't. And don't you think taxi drivers of all colors have earned the right to be selectively racist? <laughs> Meaning taxi drivers of all creeds are allowed to be more selectively suspicious than others? <laughs> wow, this is a pretty big tip. I don't do drug run drop-offs for Frank Lucas just because I'm dropping off in Harlem, dude. <laughs> I actually prefer the bigger hip sisters. What, only Lou Reed gets to cruise for some brown sugar around these parts, like a midnight cowboy from Long Island? Just because Travis Bickle shoots a black guy robbing a liquor store, I wouldn't call him the second coming of Ed Buck. You know, piece of shit, democratic fundraiser, operative, who'd cruise for black homeless dudes in West Hollywood, only to drug them to death with crystal meth, while trying to get some drugged out love in the process. Countless lives lost. Two billion dollars of damage later, post-summer of love, in honor of George Floyd appreciation century. And knockout, that knockout game being a thing, and our new favorite American pastime being pushing innocent people onto incoming subways. God forbid you be selectively suspicious of those who shout racist when they don't charge elitist white cooks in positions of power in the media and big tech and government for being selectively racist when they broadly brush MAGA country as a whole as racist, mongoloid morons who refuse to get blood clots from back shots that work less than Russell Westbrook running the triangle offense. Funny Jubone lives. Ha! Pure bloods. Ron. Thank you! Very much! I'll reserve the right to be selectively suspicious of more woke tar bullshit whenever I want Quinnen. Thanks. Like how in Joe Rogan, you play dumb about your film patron, Harvey, being a serial rapist. <laughs> Look, I get it, Quinnen. Disney wasn't financing your next project. But at least fess up and say, I wanted to make more films and look the other way. Kevin Smith included. And close with a hard-hitting slashing joke. But at least Harvey's wife finally left him after 12 years to focus on her lifetime battle with amnesia. Selectively suspicious. Holla! Funny Jubon lives. Thank you! Very much! Over faking happiness. Fake meat is off the list. Blame Biden's handlers and globalist warlords in charge of Dominion software. For ruining Impossible Burgers, Gatorade, and pools with lifeguards of any kind. <laughs> Daddy, what are Beyond Meat sausages made from again? Genetically modified soy? Think of air pockets of distress inside John Fetterman's brain after getting dislodged from an empty tank of nitrous. Daddy, I didn't get that one. What are Beyond Meat sausages made from again? Coconut oil, rice, and mung bean, which is a plant in the legume family. It's the peas gunkier pilled out brother. <laughs> Think of John Fetterman eating the box of Boca burgers because they look more appealing than the 
frost-burned soy patties inside at the time. The Beyond Meat sausage I had this morning just rubbed me the wrong way. It felt like I was watching the Beyond the Mat documentary about WWF wrestling. Again, walking away thinking, it's more fun to pretend it's real. <laughs> Instead of asking Alexa what these Beyond Meat sausages are made of, beet juice adds added coloring, which allows the impossible burger to bleed. whoop they freaking do That's like learning how Abdullah the Butcher will let faker wrestler bitches Use mock blood made out of ketchup packets because they're more softcore bitches than the rest. Being a hair metal guy, I guess I'm prone to mock anything remotely alternative to my original love in the first place. Soundgarden was fine. If you're into songs about black hole suns over getting wild in the streets, over chasing hotties, pre-aids for fun. (laughs) I guess I'm just sick of fake being served up as an enriching healthier alternative to the real best thing. Nancy Pelosi's gallon jugs with great goose on tap included. <laughs> Topless shots of Brittany Grenier on Instagram also. Ha! Over faking happiness. Thank you! Very much! Big Pharma blows. Ha! Stand up for this mofo. Thank you very much. Word of the day today is corrupt, kids. Corrupt is something that rots from within. Think of ancient hipster hacks like Patrick, the musician, who thinks blowing off mama's birthday early for band practice in his late 40s is a jealous-inducing look of any kind. (laughs) Who thinks... Doing Enya cover songs on riverboats along the Hudson makes us in touch with the beautifying divine and dream alive hip hearts in us all. (laughs) Who thinks being in a band with a bunch of pharma tech developers and designers gives him the anti-authoritarian edge to break on through to the cover of Rolling Stone in the 60s in no time? (laughs) Then again, Steph Curry is on the cover of Rolling Stone these days, which is a less rollicking look than a young Cameron Crowe being on the cover of Rolling Stone ever. <laughs> if you had a conflict with what drugs you were pimping on the latest and greatest Big Pharma website you're designing, you'd quit your job. Yeah, and Dice would go soft on Neil Young on his podcast. You ever want to choke Joni Mitchell with one of her hippie haggard shawls to shut up long face? horse tooth for good? Leaving your wife who survived cancer for Daryl Hannah is a poor taste, don't you think, young? You going through a uh, post-midlife never bind a mermaid crisis? You were scared during the height of COVID, young? Didn't you used to share heroin needles with Harvey Milk? You were scared of getting an itchy esophagus from COVID, young? I've been puffing Marlboro Red since my 20s and my lungs feel great. Since my butt already shifted, turn me onto edibles and the wheat pen. But you get the gist. Not one big pharma company has spoken out against the clot shot. Not one big pharma company has condemned the pushing of opioids and heroin pills in our country. That have killed more crackers in this country than Taylor Swift kicking it with Lena Dunham on Instagram. Not one big pharma company has come to defense of Eric Clapton. Conf- who confessed to experiencing temporary paralysis 
and is playing arms, strong by the Almighty, by taking the COVID vaccine shot. Not one big pharma company has commented on Justin Bieber's frozen, fucked up face, or Katy Perry's droopy eye twitch in Vegas. Or the crazy thing about soccer is how my fellow Americans still expect me to give a shit about soccer, World Cup or not. <laughs> we wouldn't actually know that not just MMA fighters in their prime, in their 20s and 30s, are dying from son adult death syndrome, but that soccer players are dropping dead left and right. But Americans wouldn't know that because World Cup or not, as a whole, we don't watch fucking soccer! Ha! Godspeed... Lord, Godspeed, I know you'll come through on the justice level <laughs> motif. <laughs> Please deliver justice in my lifetime. Ha! I'll always trust in you, Hashem, because you blessed me with the funny Jew bone, and through me, funny Jew bone lives. Ha! And we'll just keep it at that. Thank you very much. The L.A. Philly title game was the craziest thing that ever happened in soccer. I thought midfielders dropping dead midfield at a hard 30 from blood clot induced cardiac arrest through Operation Death Speed did the trick. My bad. Pele lives. Ha! Flourish to kick ass and take names. Then Carrie Lake, once she teams up with Linda Hamilton and takes down the Dominion machines, that being the new Skynet for good. Flunky. Think. Of any hired hack replacement on Comedy Central to replace Trevor Noah on The Daily Show, kids, assuming he remains Bruce Springsteen's gimpy bitch message boy for life, insisting how all his blue-collar fans three decades ago were n-bomb-dropping hicks, who only tolerated Clarence Clemens' operatic, spine-tingly sax work on Jungle Lamb because Jungle is in it, <laughs> and the song is West Side Story meets American Me meets New Jack City. <laughs> Just don't call voter ID fair and inclusive. How else are you going to tell MS-13 apart with all that shit on their face? <laughs> this is an impersonation of me practicing conflict resolution through guiding my kids as a life coach, poor man Tony Robbins. <laughs> Samuel, don't hit your brother in the spine when he's not looking, or you'll paralyze him. Like Van Damme's brother gets paralyzed by the braided pony punk and kickboxer. <laughs> and when you're paralyzed from the waist down, you can't derive any prolonged merriment from futzing around with your schmeckle spot anymore. If you're lucky, your brother would feel a whiff of butt wind after going butt liquid in his pants, but that's it. <laughs> you don't want your brother in a wheelchair because he intentionally scared you in the morning by pretending to be a raccoon on the loose again. Do you? Last, stuffing you in the trash and duct taping you in there with raccoons and your butt liquid nappies would be 10 times worse, don't you think? <laughs> Son says, stop stealing my butt wind, butt liquid one-liners, daddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I meant to say, moron, Jewish, son. <laughs> Funny Jew bone lives. Eat my butt rice. Ha! And Patrick's son, daddy's more boring than Patrick. Is that why you accuse his mother of microdosing? To make her son more interesting because he takes after his father? Big Pharma Blues. Ha! Funny Drew Bone lives. Happy birthday, Israel. Coming up next. Thank you very much.
I got a cake for the last night of Hanukkah. On it, I had them write, Happy Birthday, Israel. God appreciates the gesture, especially on Jesus Christ's birthday. It's not fair that God gets a lopsided love on Jesus' birthday. Doesn't the Old Testament guilt us to death into honoring thy father and mother? And all money shot good stems from God's do-it-all tree trunk. AA lives. Holla! That one's for JT. Thank you very much! I don't want God to feel like the sloppy second son on Jesus Christ's birthday. Nobody takes a week off from work for God's birthday. And on Hanukkah, practicing Jews left honor Jewish pride and honor of God being on their side. I tell my kids, the last night of Hanukkah celebrates faith in Hashem, the Most High, for inspiring his band of Maccabees to fight for every inch of the great temple, defiled by those Greco-Roman polyistic whores. <laughs> King David's lineup, cosmic perfectionists, have more of a booty call relationship with God, who only call them up for some hookup love whenever they're in the mood to pray, assuming they have some Bitcoin to short before the next crypto kid gives Bernie Madoff a good run for his money. <laughs> Happy birthday, Israel. Ah! Thank you very much, God. The original old G prevails in my heart and in our Jewish loving home, which makes every day Hanukkah day. Gloomy in the corner is cheapness on Christmas. Thanks for the socks, Rosa. Now I can postpone laundry for another week. And you wonder why my son wants to punch Santa hard in the stomach. <laughs> son confronts Santa at the mall. Where are my ice skates, Santa? You don't have my size in the North Pole, but I'm not any bigger than your average elf plus Biden would never pull the shit with Zelensky. Zelensky gets a blank check from Uncle Sam for Christmas, and all I get is half-baked truce about you running out of my size due to supply chain issues. Now I know why Hanukkah Harry calls Santa the real cheapskate, but thanks for the Fisher-Price toy chest with no toys in it. I'll fill it up with my 8,000 Hanukkah gifts now. Thanks. <laughs> Happy birthday, Israel. I don't like kids in Steph Curry jerseys, unless their mom won Miss Washington Heights. I only want kids from the Bay Area sporting Steph Curry jerseys because chances are they're not bandwagon fans. And those mini bowlers on the rise know what it's like to high-step over shit throughout the streets of San Francisco. When will Penn State alumni realize how sporting their school colors in public is in poor taste? There's nothing vague about taking showers with disadvantaged black kids in the shower on Penn State grounds. Paterno and crew failed to call cockblock interference with the school's integrity on the line. Still, to still wear your Penn State hoodie in public means you're siding with the Rape Enablement Open Borders Party. It's like whipping around a ladle on Halloween. Used from a spirit cooking class taught at the 92nd Street Y, signed by Hillary Hammertime Cankles. Is wearing a Penn State windbreaker? To Cracker Barrel after church on a lazy Sunday afternoon, equivalent to blitzing Fat Albert from behind after he's already weakened the knees from wind sprints for Kit Kats? No. <laughs> I hate to be excessively judgmental on Jesus Christ's birthday, but I chucked the Penn State hoodie already. Would you wear a priest collar in public if you didn't have to? <laughs> Fuck the MAGA hat. The Penn State hat is the real symbol of white supremacy. Those poor black kids who got felt up in the shower by Sandusky, didn't get paid like the Neverland kids. 
the judge awarded $52 million to those victims' families. And that was after the parents got paid hush money with green cards, houses, and diamond-encrusted bracelets. Those Neverland white kids got a splashy dock on HBO with big billboards on Times Square throughout Fake News Black History Month. What did Sandusky's victims get? Stiff arm talk from Al Pacino while playing Joe Paterno on HBO? Those kids never had it so good. At least those kids had a strong male role model around who took an interest in them for a change. Then during one, take Pacino slips into his coach character from Any Given Sunday after one too many spritzers in his trailer between takes, and Al Pacino screams, You want to climb out of hell? Then fight off that inchworm, kid! But Joe Pa, don't preach! Happy birthday, Israel! Ha! Thanks for a glorious Hanukkah year, Lord. Very, very much. Funny Jubon lives. Ha! Thank you! Very much.